Available at farmnewsnow.com or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Agriculture through a modern lens. This is the AgriPod with Alice McFarland. On this episode, wheat prices were at one point over 50% higher September 2021 over the September the previous year, according to Statistics Canada's latest report. The federal agency said it was the largest increase in the grains index since 2008. Strong demand and tightening prices in Western Canada strengthen both wheat and barley prices. Farmer Bill Gale is wrapping up an eight-year stint as the past chair and director with the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. He puts the wheat prices in perspective with rising costs and reduced production. And he believes it's too early to start worrying about soil moisture for spring seeding. Pork producers are cautiously optimistic about the coming year. Global pork supplies are lower due to African swine fever, with China continuing to be most affected. Substantially higher feed prices will also have an impact on pork productions. And there haven't been any significant disease issues found in Canada and many other countries. Florian Posberg is a partner with Polar Pork Farms, and he shares his thoughts on the coming year. After the break, Bill Gale. Digging into the topics that matter to you. The AgriPod with Alice McFarland. Farmer Bill Gale is stepping down as a director and past chair of the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission, and he has seen a lot of change in that time. So, Bill, let's talk about wheat prices. First of all, they have increased quite a lot this past year, but um, I think it's really important that we put it in the proper context because we're also seeing a lot of rising costs and, of course, the effects of this year's drought. Well, certainly, it's it's always good to see uh, prices move up with with grains. You know, we've I've certainly spent a significant portion of my career uh, with below average uh, uh, you know incomes, and uh, you know it always seems to be feast and famine. So I guess it's uh, maybe a, a time for feast. But interestingly, uh, you know, it's it's also the fact is we had. A significant portion of Western Canada, not just Saskatchewan, but all of Western Canada, that had a very terrible and significant drought. So, you know, high prices only affect those people that actually have some commodities to sell. Sadly, uh, you know, we've got a significant portion of farmers that, you know, are living off of crop insurance this year if, if, if they had it. So, uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's a good story, but you also have to, uh, also look at our inputs and the cost of production and uh, all of that stuff is is uh, significantly it, it, it's ratcheting up very quickly uh, there are some supply issues uh, with uh, you know not just logistics of, of getting product out but also product in fertilizer could be in short supply or at least that's what we're being told you, you have to dig a little deeper and it's also farm debt is going up so, uh, yeah, it's a good story, but just like every story that you do, I'm sure there's there's more than meets uh, just the headlines. And fertilizer prices have really jumped too. What have you been seeing and also hearing from other farmers? Well, I think the last time I saw was about two and a half times of what uh, we were kind of paying last year. So uh, there is, you know, always talk of, of shortages and and you always have to temper that uh, over my career is uh, even when my father was farming they were always you know it's it's not uncommon for scare tactics to get out there to to get people into the market to buy 
when it's high. And uh, but you know who knows what's going to happen. Seems to be a radically changed world over the last two years. Now, grain movement is always a concern for prairie farmers, but especially this year with the recent events in BC. I never really get all that warped out of shape on on grave movement. We always seem to get the grain moved out. You know, there's there's always seems to be issues every year. It snows in the mountains and it rains in the mountains and and there's accidents and all of those things. So this, this it's not I mean this is an extreme event, there's no doubt about that. But you know, we've we've got a significantly smaller crop than we've had, you know, really over the last 10 years. So the, the grain's going to move and uh, you know, there's there's always problems at port with with ships waiting and you know, the companies getting the grain in that the customers want in time. So uh, you know, I I they'll get that straightened out, uh, you know. It's uh, we live in a world where technology and the equipment and and just human ingenuity, we can get things repaired and 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 going again very quickly. And and it's so I, I I'm confident on grave movement. Now the 2021 drought uh, took a toll on crops right across Western Canada, with wheat production itself down 48 percent in canola, about 35 percent. Are you at all concerned about soil moisture heading into spring seeding? It's a little too early to tell. I, you know, I, there's been some snow around, but you know we don't grow crops on snow. We need rain during the growing seasons, so we'll see. I, you know, I, it's dry. I know for sure it's dry and. And talking with uh, some of my beef producer friends there, that the hay is not even the quality of the hay is, is significantly less. So not only was the quantity that they were dealing with very sawed off a lot, just the quality of the hay itself. So they're having to feed more of it, and it's just not as good a quality. So it's definitely an issue, but we'll just, as every other year, we're dry land farming, and we just need rain during the growing season, and that's just that simple. Now, you've announced that you're retiring as a director with Sask Wheat. What will you remember about your time with the Crop Commission? Yeah, well, I mean, we were, I was on the first elected board of directors. And at that time, you know, we had a, a staff of one. And so we've, you know, over the over the eight years that I've been there, we've built it up. We've taken over all of the responsibilities of farmers' levy dollars that's being invested into uh into research, except, of course, obviously for the Western Grains Research Foundation, which still has uh, some farmer money. So, I mean, we've, we've brought on a very good staff. We're up to speed now. And uh, really, you know, I think one of, one of the biggest things that we did was was that really put Sasquatch on the on, on the on the radar of everybody was was the hiring of Harvey Brooks as our executive director. And I, I don't think that can be overstated. Harvey uh, really had a very significant input and uh, he did a lot of good work for farmers. And uh, with his retirement, we're, we'll definitely miss him. We've got a good replacement and uh, the board is and the board will take their positions in January and away they go. So, you know, now we're getting into an issue of of some continuity at Sasquatch. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's, it's been interesting the last eight years, that's for sure. And now looking at 2022, any final thoughts as you plan for uh, spring seeding and the next crop? You know, it's probably going to be things seldom change very quickly. You know, I, I probably... 
we're seeing the effects of, of, of climate change now, and uh, certainly here on the prairies. And so that's going to play a role into, you know, how, how we farm. And that's not just grain production, but beef and, and everything else. So uh, we're going to see some significant changes there. And farm sizes are, are likely going to continue getting bigger. And uh, hopefully farmers can still play a significant role in varietal development in, in our grains and oil seeds because its uh, seed costs are very significant in some crops. And, and uh, with our cereal grains and, and some of our oil seeds, it's very affordable and we've got a very good system in Canada. And I hope that we can maintain that moving forward for the future because we do have, I think, really an enviable situation with, with as far as our plant breeding, our public plant breeding program with Ag Canada and our various universities. And in many ways, we're the envy of the world. And I just hope that we have the foresight to protect that and indeed strengthen it. Regina area farmer Bill Gale is retiring after eight years as the past chair and a director with the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. After the break, Florian Pospark talks about the future of the pork industry. Digging into the topics that matter to you. The AgriPod with Alice McFarlane. Florian Posberg is a partner with Polar Pork Farms. Florian, there are a number of issues that could impact the profitability of hog farms this year. Uh, let's start with health status of these farms. And that, of course, will be very important. In many areas of the world, uh, 2021 has had uh, some real tough times for our producers in China, for example, they went through a period where uh, they were losing well over $100 a hog, and uh, that's devastating to their industry. So in October alone, their official report is that uh, China lost 1.2 million sows. Now that's equivalent to what our inventory, almost our total inventory in Canada uh, was gone in, in 30 days. So they uh, they really experienced a downturn. Now they've their prices have uh, have rebounded somewhat, but uh, you know they've they've reduced their uh, breeding herd, which means their supply is going to be down. European uh, Union, so including Germany and Spain and all those countries, who are very big uh, global producers. Um, from uh, December to June of last year, they lost 250,000 sows as well. And they've been challenged with some uh, uh, African swine fever in uh, Germany and places like that and other things that have uh, caused their their industry to be under stress. Uh, and we've seen numbers down in the United States as well. Um, COVID's had an impact on that. Uh, we've seen, uh, like in our back door here, uh, our $4 barley uh, a year ago is now over $9, and 55 or 6 wheat is $11 plus. So our, that's our number one uh, cost. And, and globally, um, feed costs have, have uh, doubled or, or maybe even more. Uh, so w- while prices have been under stress in some areas, um, the cost of producing hogs uh, went up substantially, mainly because of feed costs. 
And so that's uh, resulted in, in producers winding back production. Now, when they wind back production, assuming that, uh, you know, there's a continued rebound from uh, COVID-2020 numbers, uh, we would expect demand to be reasonably strong. Um, So lower supply, um, better than uh, or increasing uh, demand means that uh, Realistically, we should look at uh, the possibility of strong prices into 2022. So how could those pricing scenarios vary from country to country and region to region? And what impact will that have on hog prices, particularly in North America? Our price right now is uh, is probably somewhere close to what it was a year ago. But we did enjoy good prices during the summer. Uh that was different in places like China and, and uh, in the um, European Union. Um, so those those producers are going to be smarting a little bit, and so they're going to they're going to need to see significant profits before they really rebound. Um, we in Canada didn't really drop our production. Uh, very much at all, and uh, we should be in a position to to be okay in uh, 2022. I I would expect though that uh, you know other than China, which may expand rapidly if they get significant prof- profits, um, I don't see a great deal of expansion in the sow herd in any other part of uh, the globe. So. You know, stronger prices, uh, you know, hopefully will we'll go through 2022 and maybe even into the 2023 for a period. So how important will the health of the North American swine herd be and what will producers need to be watchful of? Locally in Saskatchewan, we've benefited from having just phenomenal health uh, yeah, other parts of North America, including Manitoba and, and Ontario, have struggled with uh, PED and PERS and and uh, you know other challenges. Um, we've been spared that largely or almost exclusively in Saskatchewan, so that's been a great benefit. Uh, North America has benefited because. Um, Russia and and uh, Europe and and uh, China and the whole Southeast Asia have been challenged by African swine fever, and even in parts uh, with foot and mouth disease. And we've been spared that in North America. So, you know, we cross our fingers. We do all we can. Uh, follow very strict biosecurity measures and uh, monitoring. Um, so that uh, we can keep those those things out of our our province and and uh, as long as we can keep those things out uh, we'll have an advantage but you know because of the amount of uh, freight going back from back and forth between uh, Asia and and uh, North America it, you know the the chance of getting african swine fever is always there Florian, always lots going on, and given these uh, changing dynamics, how optimistic are you about 2022? If if we don't see a, a big expansion in our supply side and the number of hogs we produce, 
Um, and besides feed costs, uh, labor is a challenge, uh, not only on the farm, but in our slaughter plants. Uh, if, if, the, if there's really no uh, strong initiative to, uh, to grow the industry, um, I, I would assume our prices stay relatively strong for those that are in the business. Uh, those that want to get into the business or expand uh, the cost of construction, the limitations with with labor and that sort of thing is is going to be quite a barrier for for them to expand. 2020 was a really tough year for us. Uh, 2021 was much better. Um, if we can have a, a decent 2022, I think. Um, we'll be in a position where we can afford to pay the grain farmers uh, what they want for their wheat and barley and uh, and canola and you know hopefully the the whole farming community can can benefit from you know the uh, higher prices that we're seeing out in the marketplace Florian Posberg is a partner with Polar Pork Farms. The sale of those farms to Maple Leaf Foods was announced in June 2021 and is expected to be finalized in mid-2022. This is the Agriculture News Roundup for the week of December 27, 2021. The Canadian Transportation Agency said CN Rail grain revenue was $2.5 million above its maximum revenue entitlement in the crop year ending August 1st. CN Rail recorded movement of 26 million tonnes with revenue of $1.04 billion. CN has 30 days to pay the revenue overage of $2.5 million plus a 5% penalty to the Western Grains Research Foundation. CP Rail moved a record amount, 26 million tons, with revenue of $1 billion, about $20 million below its maximum revenue entitlement for the crop year ending August 1st. Grain movement in the past crop year was 9% above the previous year. The president of the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities says 2021 was a challenging one for farmers and for RMs. Ray Orb said widespread drought caused yields to be reduced significantly in many parts of the province. However, he said grain prices remain strong and he is optimistic farming will be better in 2022. And he is hoping for timely rains during the growing season. He says rural councillors are hoping for improved federal infrastructure funding for roads and rural broadband. Producers, consumers and members of industry have until January 27th to submit their comments on a draft version of the Dairy Code of Practice. The comment period has been open since late November. The Code of Practice covers all aspects of dairy cattle care, from housing and bedding to pain management for routine procedures and to standards for veterinary care. For the most recent code, draft revisions include a focus on daily freedom of movement. Another farm show has been impacted by the pandemic. Manitoba Ag Days postponed as new public health orders announced by the Manitoba government would restrict the capacity of indoor events. The 2022 show had been scheduled for January 18th to 20th. The Ag Days management team is working with the host facility and service providers to come up with alternate dates. The University of Saskatchewan will open an office in Bangladesh for food research. 
The agreement is designed to promote sustainable food security in the Asian country, reducing hunger and empowering women. The Saskatchewan effort will be led by Dr. Andrew Sharp, who has expertise in crop genetics. Efforts will be made to improve crop breeding, advance soil health, improve soil water retention, and improve post-harvest food handling and processing. Saskatchewan is a leading agri-food exporter, and Bangladesh is one of the province's top 10 markets, with exports last year of $613 million. The former owner of Bueller Industries has sold his remaining shares to a Russian combine manufacturing company. John Bueller sold his 16.3% interest to Rostel Mash. He sold 80% of his shares in 2007 for $145 million to the same company. Bueller originally purchased Standard Gas Engine Works in Morden, Manitoba, and renamed it Farm King in 1969. The company continued to grow and own seven manufacturing plants in Canada and the U.S., building and selling agricultural equipment under the versatile Farm King and Allied brands. Brewler also makes high-horsepower tractors for Kubota at its Winnipeg plant. The company employs 800 people. If you like what you've heard, you can rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to subscribe to AgriPod with Alice McFarlane for more weekly episodes. The AgriPod is produced by Colby Heiss with host and CJVR Agriculture Director Alice McFarlane and is a division of the Jim Pattison Broadcast Group. Available wherever you find your favorite podcast and at farmnewsnow.com.